we'd like to welcome you back to part five. And now we're going to start the uh, health corner for this particular teaching. And this is something kind of new I started. Uh, got a lot of positive feedback on it, so uh, I decided to try to do this every time. It, what it's done, though, is it's kind of forced me to do my teachings every other week because this, in addition to the other, is like a whole other teaching. And and um, but I've really gotten positive feedback, so I, I, I don't. I think this is the way that we're going to try to do this for now, and and see how, kind of how it goes. Now, these are just questions that people send in to me, and I've been doing this for years anyway. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of people that probably could benefit from this. Why am I just answering one person and then letting that all that effort I put into that one email go to the wayside, which is essentially what I've been doing. I'm like, well, would God want me to do that? I mean, this could benefit a lot of people, you know? And so this is why I kind of started doing it. Um, Really kind of apologize for not doing it sooner. Obviously, I've done health teachings in the past, but they've been more like dedicated and just every once in a while. So the first question, and I I typically take the person's name out or or, or make it um, just like one letter. Just for the privacy of people. Not all of them, but some. This was one on detoxing and transitioning off painkillers naturally. She says, I have a serious question for you. My two grown kids take... um, uh, My two grown kids take to help them detox off Lortab. What can my two grown kids take to help them detox off Lortab? Which is like a... Like a painkiller. Uh you know, addictive type of deal. Uh, They have been using them for about a year now and take up to 15 pills a day. They are now in the process of moving back home and are ready to be free of this horrible addiction. All painkillers are addictive. It's just like being addicted to a drug. It is a drug. Okay, but they're, they're, um, it's under the guise of prescriptions now. Please send me anything um, regarding your knowledge and advice. We, um, Cannot afford detox clinics, detox clinics, or rehab. Uh, they are prepared to endure withdrawal, but if there's, is there anything you can take to lessen the agony? Uh, thank you for your ministry. God bless you. And so, my response: Yes, this can be pretty hard to break away from due due to the dependency that the body builds on these types of drugs. Every drug that you take, your body will typically build some type of addictive pattern dependency on. Why? Because drugs tend to do something that the body would naturally do on its own or augment that. And um, I, Now, what these are some things you can do. This is not exhaustive. Okay, What I'm trying to do with these teachings is, is give you some ideas. And it's not, every time I have a response, it's not exhaustive about every single thing, but it might be some things that you can do or a combination of things that you can do that really makes the difference. A lot of times there's no silver bullet. It's Maybe it's a combination of doing several different things to, to address different things. And that's kind of like this response. Um, here's some things that you can do. Topically applying DMSO and peppermint oil can be applied over painful areas. I don't know it, it, what why they were taking the Lortab, but typically a lot of times people get hooked on painkillers after an auto accident, chronic neck pain, whatever. Okay. Now a lot of times, most of the time in auto accidents, 
you should always make sure your spine's in alignment. And that's a chiropractic issue. Okay? I've covered this before. If your spine's out of alignment, it's like driving your car out of alignment. And if you drove your car out of alignment, things start to degenerate. Things start to wear out at an accelerated rate. Your spine's no different. When your spine is out of alignment, it places pressure on the nerves that exit each segment of the spine. And it doesn't take a lot of pressure to produce a lot of pain. That type of uh, nerve pressure can also produce like um, referred pain, meaning numbness, weakness, tingling. Let's say you had your neck out of place. The nerves that start in the lower part of the neck go down and feed the arms. It's like your nerve supply. You can have numbness, tingling, weakness, pain into the arms that's actually coming from the neck. Most of this are chiropractic issues. Now, if you have a ruptured disc, that's a whole other deal. Um, you know, that would be, um, could really only be confirmed, uh, best way is, is an MRI. I don't like CAT scans because of all the radiation. Uh, diagnostic ultrasound machines can pick them up as well. You have an injury like that, um, you want to make sure that you're taking a really good chondroitin, glucosamine type product to in as much as the body is capable, heal the area. Uh, I would recommend gentle chiropractic adjustments. If you have a ruptured disc, I really wouldn't recommend manual, meaning hand adjustments, because you don't want to make the disc worse. And it is a potentially could get worse with a manual adjustment. If it's done the wrong way, some people can't handle manual adjustments either. So in that case, you might want to go to a practitioner that does like sacro-occipital technique or activator these are gentle force techniques that realign the body through more gentle means. And a lot of times you can find those types of practitioners in the phone book, uh, Activator or, or SOT. Uh, I do all of it, but I don't practice anymore. So I, I dealt with accident patients my last, uh, I don't know how many years of practice, long time. So I kind of know what I'm talking about when I talk about this because I work with MDs, I, I work with neurologists, I was in a clinic, that's all we saw. So I kind of know what works and what doesn't. I put everybody on manganese as well. Manganese, not magnesium, but manganese. Because it helps the ligaments and tendons uh, heal, tighten up. It's good for injuries. It's good for building strong bone. Uh, If I put my patients on the manganese, they would hold their adjustments. Many times if they were not on it, they could not hold their adjustments. Therefore, they had to keep coming back over and over. It never ended. Manganese is huge. But a good glucosamine chondroitin product would be essential for healing a disc injury or a joint injury or a cartilage injury or really any joint injury. Um, I think the best one, and I'm going to go over this a little bit later, that I have used is the product that... The Innate Right Foods line that I carry has now all transitioned over to Innate. I made that announcement, I don't know, a few months back. The Right Foods had a product called GCTH. GCTH. And it is by far the best joint product I have ever used, ever. I was taking um, other joint products because I've had several injuries, car accidents, stuff like that from times past. Um, And these other products really, they worked, but I had to take a lot more of them. I found with this GCTH that... I only need about one or two a day. And I could have been taking six 
of what I was taking, six to eight of what I was taking before to get the same effect. I take one or two a day of this, and I get literally a better effect. Um, very, very good for any kind of cartilage issue, uh, disc injury, healing issue. Uh, it's very good for pain. There's a lot of things in there that are good for pain. You take that in conjunction with manganese, and that would be your staple base product for any joint case. Okay. Topically, if you have pain, like I just sprained my ankle again the other day, hiking. If you go out, let, let, me, let me give you a hint. This Because I'm, I'm stupid, and, and I go out, and I went hiking, and um, turned my ankle really, really bad, like I did before. Uh, many times. Once you turn your ankle once, there's ligaments on the outside of the ankle called the deltoid ligaments. Even though I know the deltoid is the shoulder, these are called the deltoid ligaments on the outside of the ankle. And once you once you sprain them really bad, very, very hard, your, your body's going to have a tendency to keep re-injuring that area, especially if you step in a hole that you didn't see. Um, the thing about that is if you're hiking particularly if their terrain's rough. be one thing if you're on like a track, you can see the ground, okay, you don't need that. But if you're out hiking and you have any kind of ankle issue, and there, this really isn't a bad idea to do anyway. If you can't see the ground because the grass was real high, you're taking a tremendous risk because you don't know what you might be stepping into. You want to have one of those walking poles or at least a stick, because even if you fall into the, even if you fall into the ditch, or, or, or you're you're gonna, it's like you've got three points of contact on the ground as opposed to two because you only have two feet, can make a tremendous difference preventing an injury. It also helps assist you up hills, and you just feel a lot more secure. You're gonna have a lot less likelihood of turning your ankle. In fact, every time I've ever used a walking stick, I've never turned my ankle. But my thick head, I just figured this out. So anyway, I want to save you that. And um, topically, over an acute injury, the best thing you can do is ice. Okay? And here's the way, is the best way to apply ice. Now, ankle injuries are the best for this application. You go out, you buy a bag of ice, throw it in a cooler, and like with my ankle injury, I just filled it with, with water to the point where I could just kind of dunk the bottom of my ankle in where the water would just be over, like if if I had my ankle at like a 90 degree angle, the top of my foot's actually sticking out of the water. And you can just sit your foot in that. And you do that for 7 to 10 minute intervals. It like It's like an ice bath. Yes, at first it's really cold. But after the first 3 to 4 or 5 minutes, it's going to get numb pretty quick and you're really not going to feel it. Then you take it out, you Take it out for 10, 20 minutes, half hour. Put it back in. Keep doing that. Particularly if it's an acute injury. It's just happened. Ice will greatly accelerate the healing. I healed this ankle up. It's so much better right now uh, compared to the injury that I got. It's, it's unbelievable how quickly you can heal up an injury with ice. Also, applying topically DMSO is something else you can do. Um, I'm going to give you a link to the DMSO I recommend. Uh, for ankle injuries later. You can get 99% and 70. It would depend on where it is on the body. An ankle, you can use the 99% stuff because the skin's not as sensitive. But if it was like, 
um, on more of a sensitive area, like if it was on like a neck or whatever, or um, on your torso, a lot of times your body can't take 99% DMSO. It, it almost can burn some people. And so you'd want to use a 70% solution there. Anyway, I'll give you that link later. Peppermint oil is something else you can use over painful areas. Peppermint oil is really good for pain. It's also a very good cooling oil. I carry it around with me constantly. In fact, I'm pulling it out of my pocket right now. Um, it's a really great breath freshener. It's really good for um, mental acuity. Very good for pain. One time, I have, I've told this story before, I was pulling, um, I like the organic now peppermint oil. You can go up to herbspro.com and find it there. Uh, now, it's N-O-W brand peppermint oil, organic, get that kind. Um, and we had a Canary Island date palm, which is a real expensive, rare tree that was on the property that I was at. And it has these unbelievably nasty spikes on them. I mean, they're four or five inches long. And I was pulling out the uh, palm fronds and out of this back of a thing. And I pulled one out real hard and rammed one of these spikes. It felt like it went all the way to the bone of my, of my thigh. Went right through my jeans, right into the... Man, did it hurt. It felt like I had been almost poisoned instantly. And I went and I applied um, about a drop of peppermint oil over the site. And literally within one minute, the pain was almost totally gone. I was able to just keep working. Now, it's not going to work like that for everything. But certain injuries, peppermint oil, man, it's, it's amazing what it can do. Also, if you apply it to the forehead and the back of the neck, if you're overheated, it will cool you down. Now, you got to be careful because... Not everybody's like me where they can handle this stuff straight. You might have to dilute it with some carrier oil, like sesame or grapeseed oil or these types of oils. You might not be able to handle it straight right on your skin because it might burn you. It'll light you up if you're really hot, if your pores are open and you use this to try to cool you off, it can light you up. So I don't mean light you like burn you, but it, it's too cooling. It's almost like, whoa, you know. Um, so everybody's different. Some people may not react the same off DMSO or peppermint oil. You have to experiment with these things. Again, these are just suggestions. Now, best thing that, um, okay, back to the ice baths. Obviously, you can't really do that in certain parts of the body. I know people, this one lady we knew, she actually took ice baths after she ran. I cannot imagine submerging your whole lower body into an ice bath. I... I could barely put my ankle into it. I've done my arms up to my wrists. You can you can put your wrists, kind of like fold your wrists into a cooler and, and do your arms if you had anything going on there. But obviously ice baths aren't practical for the whole body. So in that case, you might want to just use ice packs. It's just that ice baths are so much more cold than ice packs. And they're getting, literally because it's liquid, it's getting 100% skin contact. And they're... They're amazing at accelerating injury uh, uh, injury healing. I mean, amazing. But you do it for 7 to 10 minute intervals, 4 or 5 times at least, you'd be amazed how much quicker you're going to heal. Um, the enzyme, serapepsidase, is another thing that you can do with an injury. You can find that up on um, herbspro.com. I think Doctor's Best has probably the best value, that brand. Serapepsidase, taken on an empty stomach. Serapeptase, taken on an empty stomach. What it does, the enzyme goes in, 
it migrates to wherever you're having inflammation, healing issues, injury site, and it will ex- greatly accelerate the healing of the area, and it also helps to break down scar tissue. That's what serapeptase does. Um, whereas the natokinase that I've talked about in times past, that's what tends to help to thin the blood naturally and to help deplaque the arteries, but EDTA chelation is even better for the deplacking. Anyway, I've talked about in other, other studies. Going further, Epsom salt baths. Uh, once a day before bed can also be very, very helpful for pain. Now that's something you can literally take an Epsom salt bath up to your neck and, um, you know, it's pure magnesium. You're going to want to go right to bed. It'll help you go to sleep and it will help accelerate healing. And the magnesium is very good. You will absorb a lot of that magnesium and it's very, very good for pain. So these are other things you can do for pain. Uh, internally, being on a product, a good multivitamin mineral, really you want to have that as a base product because a lot of times if somebody, especially if they're addicted to drugs, they're toxic, they're nutrient depleted. See, drugs deplete your nutrient stores. That's why they work better at the beginning than they do later. Another reason. Not only your receptors get clogged up for the drug, but what ends up happening is, is drugs rob Peter to pay Paul in their action. They work but they work by drawing on your, your nutritional, your vitamin, your mineral reserves. They, they pull that out of you. So you get this nice short-term effect. It's because you're pulling, it's like you're having a bank account and you're making tons of withdrawals constantly when you're on these meds. Okay, so you really need to be on a good product like Intramax as a good liquid or the whole food line that Innate has. Um, Intramax, um, I think I give a link to that later. Yeah, I give a link right here if you want to know more about that's 415 uh, ingredient liquid organic all-in-one health supplement. You have to order it off the internet, and I have a referral code. It's 800 that you would use to order. I don't sell it personally because it's liquid, and it's for me to get it sent to me for then me to ship to a patient. It's stupid because it's like I got to pay tons of shipping to get it to me. And then I got to pay more shipping to get it to the patient. It's better just to order it straight from the company. It saves everybody money. So um, on my part, it wasn't very wise to do that. Okay, so a good multivitamin mineral, whatever you choose there, but that's good for any type of, of uh, detox case or whatever. And because you could just detox, but you're not putting back the vitamins, the minerals, and the things that the body needs to work. It's going to limit your detoxification potential. I mean, the thing is, is that when you do take a detox, it's dependent on how much reserves the body has in order to kick out the toxins. Without enough mineral, vitamin, those types of reserves, you're limiting yourself. I'm not saying it wouldn't work, but you're limited. So, um, now as far as the detox goes... If I was just going to probably do one thing for a drug detox, I'd probably choose its SP Cleanse by Standard Process. It's got 21 different ingredients in one capsule. And it's not wholly devoted to liver, like a lot of the things I've recommended in the past, like Livaplex or AF Beta Food or those liver detoxes where you do the olive oil and the lemon juice and the choline. Um, Those are all good. Excellent. But for a drug detox, you have to understand, your body is dependent on that, and there's a lot of systems that are affected because of that. You would want to do more of a whole body 
detox in that case. Not to say whole body detox isn't good anyway. Anyway, SP Cleanse is probably the best whole body detox. It's heavy duty, this stuff. And um, I'm going to get into the whole detoxification reaction mechanism in a little bit and explain that more so you can understand that because it's not fun to go through, but it's important you understand it and why that means you've hit the nail on the head. So SP Cleanse, um, typically for at least two months. Because it's 21 different products in one capsule, you typically do about nine a day um, or three with meals or however you want to stand. MSM is also something you can help to detox the body, the organic type sulfur. Um, as far as an anti-inflammatory, the best one I know of is Boswellia Complex by Mediherb. Um, it's not cheap, but it does work as far as an anti-inflammatory. So these are some things that you could do, um, a person could do, if they wanted to try to detox off really any drug uh, without having to go the whole, oh, I'm going to check myself into Betty Ford route, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, I think a lot of those are kind of a, a joke in a way because I, I really believe that they don't implement a lot of the things that need implemented in there, um, like a lot of the stuff that I'm mentioning. So, let's go further here. Listener says, Hey, Brother Scott, I've been trying to locate a health study you did where you have some information on the receding gums and receding gum lines and how to help that and what products or protocols. Would you please point me in that direction if you know off the top of your head? What I'm going to try to do with these titles of these questions is put them in the table of contents. So hopefully, this will be much more searchable. Meaning, you hear this this study now, and then a year from now, you're like, yeah, didn't he say something about gums? Or Well, then you should be able to put gums in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and hopefully bring you to this teaching. Make sure that it, it won't say, my teaching on gums... But it'll, it'll probably be a health, uh, just a regular current event teaching, part five or whatever. Click on that, and then you should see. If you key in gums in the keyword search box, when you go to, um, uh, I think when you go into the table of contents, you should see gums highlighted. So anyway, um, my protocol for receding gums. Now, this is just my protocol for it, okay, the, um, for my professional lines that I carry. And I don't know how to relate this to regular products. I just don't. Um, I, the professional protocol I have for receding gums is the first product's Biodent by Stainer Process, which was one of the first products ever developed by Stainer Process. The man who started it, Dr. Royal Lee, was a dentist. And the reason he got into the nutritional thing is because he saw so many of his patients coming in, and he's like, all these cavities, this and that, and receding gums, these are all nutritional issues. These aren't just things that just happened. They're nutritional issues. And he, and that's why he developed BioDent, which is a specific product for the teeth and the gums as well. Okay, so BioDent and the protocol's nine a day. These are little tablets. These are food tablets. Okay, people say, oh, nine a day. I couldn't take anything one a day. Well, you know, I don't have to tell you. Um, these are like food tablets. And in order to get a therapeutic effect, you have to take a therapeutic dose. If it took you a lifetime to get to where you're at now, 
You cannot turn that around in two days. And if you take a therapeutic dose, which is a higher dosage, you're going to get much quicker results. A maintenance dose is a, is a dose to keep something away. A therapeutic dose is something to reverse a process in the body. So Biodent, nine a day. Calcium lactate, not six a day. Now, this is their standard process product. It's a highly absorbable form. It's not milk calcium. It's actually made from the salts of lactic acid. That's why they call it calcium lactate. It only takes one biological process to convert the standard process calcium lactate into usable calcium bicarbonate, which is the active form of calcium in the bloodstream, which is what we have have to not only make strong bones, but also to fuel the white blood cells. It actually is part of the fuel that helps a white blood cell propel itself when there's an infection in the body. And that's why like their product, Conjaplex, the main ingredient is calcium lactate. And what's that for? It's for acute, like an acute cold or an acute flu, that type of thing. I don't use as much of it anymore because I typically recommend the silver. But silver acts as a secondary immune system in the body, the colloidal silver. Whereas a product like Conjaplex or vitamin C or zinc, those types of things feed the primary immune system of the body. Whereas silver will work regardless of if your immune system is in shambles or in great shape. That's the cool thing about the silver. It acts like a secondary immune system that is not dependent upon the primary. It does help the primary work better, though. Um, but anyway, that's calcium's important for your immune system. It's important for a lot of different things. Problem is, most of the calcium on the open market is garbage. It's made from calcium carbonate, which is what's in Tums or Rolaids or dolomite, or most of the calcium supplements you get at, like, Walmart. And that takes 13 biological steps in the body to convert to usable calcium in the bloodstream, which, again, is calcium bicarbonate. Most of the the 13 steps requires all kinds of other vitamins and things used in order to make those transitions, and very, very, it's a very low percentage of it actually ever makes it to usable calcium in the body. It's a burden. And that, that, that type of calcium will calcify things like hardening of the arteries, um, spurs, arthritis, calcifications. Take a lot of that type of calcium, that's what you're going to end up with. Okay, so that's the worst kind of calcium you can put in your body. But it's what's commonly sold, why it's cheap. And the Illuminati knows what they're doing and they want to get everybody nice and calcified and have a whole bunch of... Um, uh, arthritic people walking around and, and people that have plaque in the arteries and are atherosclerotic. Anyway, then the other supplement for receiving gums is Cataplex ACP, which is kind of like a bioflavonoid product. Now, if infection is in, present in the gums that are also receiving, you wouldn't use Cataplex ACP. You would actually use Cyruta Plus. Okay? Um... That's the alternative product you would use if you had gum infection. So, if you had receding gums and gum infection, you would use Biodent Calcium Lactate and Cyruta Plus. If you just had receding gums, you, you would use Biodent Calcium Lactate and Cataplex ACP. Now, also, if you have infected gums or an infected cavity, probably the best thing you can do is to just take the mild silver protein, regardless of if it's 1,100 part, 2,000, or 5,000, Quarter teaspoon, one to two times a day. Hold that in the mouth for three to four minutes. 
you're literally treating the infected gums or the tooth topically. It's probably one of the most direct ways you can go after an infected tooth or infected gums. Just do that. Um, the longer you hold it in your mouth, really the better. Uh, you can read more about the standard process products I listed. I give you a link, and it takes you to the standard process website with alphabetical order of the products. Okay, you can't buy them from there because they're professional lines. You have to buy them through a doctor or some type of healthcare professional. But you can learn about them more. Okay, the definitions are pretty generic. Okay, they're real kind of freaky about what they say. They don't want to have anything out of line with the FDA type of deal. And they had a lot of heat when Dr. Royal Lee was the president. He fought them constantly. Um, and he devoted his whole life pretty much to fighting them. I mean, this this is a guy that came out with the first whole food multivitamin in 1933, Catalan, which Or 1929, I'm sorry. And uh, he's the first guy that ever did it. First guy. And he was the dentist. And one of the other products he came out was Biodent. And then he developed dozens and dozens and dozens of more products uh, before he passed away much later. So um, he fought the FDA pretty much his whole life. And I think that's why they're real cautious in what they say now. Because they had so many battles with them previously. That's my theory. I, I don't know. But I would imagine that's why. They grow um, what whatever they can grow. They grow it on their own thousand acre ranch. Organic low-till farming in Palmyra, Wisconsin. And uh, they even allow tours of the of the uh, farm. It's evidently just mind-blowing when you see what they do up there to process nutrients. Now, I think innate and ripe foods have taken it to even another level than standard process uh, with their whole food line. But not to say standard process still doesn't have really good products. And some of their products um, are... They have are niche products like those I just listed that really innate doesn't have. Their their product line's not near as vast as standard process. So it kind of depends. Now I feel bad because people that live outside the United States, there's not a whole lot I can say. You can call the company, I give you a contact for them. And I think there are some doctors in other countries that sell and do these things. And you could possibly get the products from them as well. Okay, next question. Um Liver detox help. Hi, Dr. Scott. We just started doing the liver cleansing. Uh, my wife and I started off with choline, but it's only the first week, and she's starting to get major headaches and that that are getting worse, but not me. We are also breaking out with pimples. Is this normal? Um, she's taking Neurophone to help the headache. I know it's not good, but is there something else? Uh, I believe he's in Australia. I'm not sure what Neurophone is, but I'm sure it's some type of, you know some type of pain, killer, headache, medicine type of deal. Um, here's my response. Yes, the reaction you're getting when you detox, particularly if you've never done it, okay, it's called a Herxheimer reaction. It's, it's, Herxheimer reaction is more typically referred to as a uh, candida die-off where you're actually killing something. But it, it kind of does fall under that classification. It, it's a detox reaction, okay? Um, if you took a lot of silver... You would kill a lot of candida, bacteria, viruses. It depends on what your viral load, your bacterial load, your candida load is. And all of a sudden, the body's like, wow, I'm going to kill all these bad guys, but i got to get them out of my body. So the body starts to have all these like, headaches, achy feeling, just feeling terrible. It's the body's 
sign that it's trying to get rid of all this garbage. It's very important at that point that you drink 8 to 10 glasses of purified water. Okay, and then at that point, if you're getting a really bad reaction, just stop for until the headache's gone, you know, and then slowly introduce them. Remember, you, you don't have to do this radically where you're just going all at once. Now, if you do the liver detox where you do the olive oil and that, that kind of is an all-in-one. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like all-in or you're not going to do it at all. If you do the choline ahead of time, and that's all they're talking about. They were just doing choline here. And having this reaction. That tells me that they're probably very, very toxic. And um, if you've never... I mean, choline normally doesn't do that. But choline's not considered a full-blown liver detox. Like Livaplex or um, that SP cleanse would be more of a whole body. But if you're getting that reaction off choline, yeah, you're, you're super toxic. And it also means, though, that you've hit the nail on the head. When you get that reaction, that's the best thing... You could actually hope for. It's not fun to go through, but that's what happens. Um, It's just normal. And so you want to back off your dosage. You want to um, drink a lot of purified water. If the headache's really bad, a little caffeine, coffee seems to be the best, is the way to stop the detox. (laughs) It shows you about coffee. Uh, I've found that if you took a little bit of coffee it will typically stop any detox reaction. Um, Particularly if it involves the liver. Okay? Uh, And many times that's all it takes to stop one of these headaches. Now, also, if that doesn't work, I think as a last resort and probably the best for this type of headache is BC powder. Meaning, BC powder is only basically two ingredients. It's aspirin and caffeine. Okay, it doesn't have acetaminophen, which I really don't like. It has all kind of horrific side effects. I'm not saying aspirin's great either. Okay, you could do a whole study on aspirin, but it's of of all the pain killers out there, it's probably the most benign. Okay, as far as that goes, white willow bark is actually what aspirin is derived from. So if you could find some white willow bark at a local health food store, you could do that. Um, uh, white willow bark. What they did a long time ago is they isolated it the pharmaceutical companies, this is one of the first drugs they ever made, and they said, hey, this white willow bark gets rid of headaches and it's really good for pain control. And they're like, well, we can't sell white willow bark in a, in a uh, capsule or tablet form because we can't make tons of money because we can't patent it because it's a natural substance. Because we're greedy devil drug companies, we have to find and isolate the active constituent in white willow bark that is the painkiller. And they did that. They found that it was the acetosalicylic acid of the white willow bark that was the actual thing that was the painkiller component. Now, granted, it wasn't the only, it, it was one component of white willow bark, but it was one of the main ones. So then they synthesized it, and they made it into a tablet or capsule or whatever, and then they could patent it and make tons of money off it. But unfortunately, then you turn it into a drug, and then it has side effects. So, white willow bark could also be used. I, I said all that to say that. Um... BC powder is a last resort for this type of headache. It works quicker, too, because it's a powder. And it has a really, really good tutti-frutti taste. I'm just kidding. It tastes horrific. But um, it's, it's, uh, it could be used. So, um, this means you're hitting the nail on the head in terms of detoxification, this, this detox reaction you're getting. It's a good sign. It's no fun to go through. Um, increase your purified water consumption. Back off the liver detox. I've already said this. Now, your skin is breaking out because the liver is overloaded with these detoxification issues. Okay? 
the liver is all of a sudden now the bloodstream has become probably toxic due to a lot of these toxins being dumped into the bloodstream, being dumped into the bile. It's one of the main ways your body gets rid of toxins, is through the bile, which is stored in the gallbladder. The body's overwhelmed. Okay, the choline in this case is allowing these toxins to be liberated. The choline is giving the liver what it needs in order to actually perform a certain aspect of detoxification. It also defats the liver. It also dissolves gallstones. The choline does. That's why I love the stuff. It does a lot of different things. And um, you're hitting the head. You're hitting the nail on the head in terms of detoxification. But what's happening is, is the blood, the liver is is so overwhelmed with what it's trying to accomplish that these toxins are actually escaping into the bloodstream and the body is then trying to get rid of these excess toxins through the skin, which is the largest organ of the body. And also the organ where when detoxification systems are overloaded, it it will shunt to the skin in order to pick up the slack that the liver can't handle. So you start breaking out like that it's a sign, it's, a, it's actually a good sign. It means your body's eliminating toxins that way. Again, increasing water consumption, these types of things helps. Any skin case, I, one of my mentors beat this into my head over and over, any skin case is typically a liver case. Also, any cancer case is a liver case. Because cancer is the organ in the body where you have two processes called cytochrome P450 enzyme pathways, one and two, where that takes place. If you don't, if those enzyme pathways, both phase one and phase two, are not working properly, you are going to set yourself up for cancer, period. Happens. Because the liver is what breaks down carcinogenic products in the bloodstream. So if the liver's not functioning right, you're setting yourself up for cancer. If you have skin case, whether it's psoriasis, eczema, pimples, whatever, okay, um, any type of skin case is typically, there's liver involvement, okay? Anything going wrong with the skin, pretty much, there's typically liver involvement, and it's a sign that you need to detox the liver. It sure can't hurt, you know? Um, especially in today's day and age where they're trying to kill us every way possible with all the chemicals that are being dumped on us from the air, water, food, sky, everywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm just looking to see if I've... Yeah, I think I pretty much covered all that. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Um, noni juice and detoxification. I was wondering if you're familiar with the positive effects versus the side effects of Noni juice. Now, it was originally known as Tahitian noni juice. Okay? And um, Taylor has a friend named Nani, and I always call her Tahitian Nani. And she thinks that's hilarious. Anyway, I can't help it. I'm always giving people nicknames that I meet. So, um, whether they like them or not, anyway. So, um, I was wondering if you're familiar with the positive effects of um, noni juice. Okay? And she says, I've been drinking about a quarter cup per day for three days and there are some great benefits. However, I've noticed that I feel agitated and short-fused. Just wondering if you would have any ideas as to why and whether I should stop the use. My response. Yes, this stuff has been around for a while. In the 1990s, the Tahitian Noni craze 
was in full swing. I had patients trying to get me into the latest Noni multi-level. I tried it. I didn't see a whole lot. But the bottom line is, all this stuff is pasteurized by law. So this really decimates the vitamin, mineral, and phytochemical profile in whatever juice you pasteurize. It just does. Okay, you, you pasteurize it, meaning you superheat it, you're going to kill so much good stuff that's in there. Okay, Not all, but a ton. It may help you as though different companies put out different products. So I'm not saying it couldn't help you. Maybe it's really something your body needs. Um, now, it sounds like it is causing your liver to detox. As the main emotions associated with the liver detox are anger. Okay, so this is another thing. You could break out, feel terrible, have pounding headaches, and get really angry. <laughs> now, all those things happen to you, you know you've just hit the nail on the head. And, but most people are like, you're trying to kill me. I had a guy one time, I put him on Liviplex, some patient, calls me back. This guy is livid with me. He wants to tear my head off. What did you give me? I feel like Satan. I mean, I'm like, gee, uh, wow, you're... <laughs> Definitely uh, not Jimmy Cricket over there singing zippity dee doo da. I mean, this guy was angry. I'm sa- and I said, "Oh, that's good." He's like, "What do you mean it's good?" I'm like, "It's good because we know we've hit the nail on the proverbial detoxification head. What you're experiencing is a massive dump of toxins out of the liver, and the main as- uh, emotion associated with the liver is anger." Some of that gets in oriental medicine, but it's not to say there's no basis of truth in anything that is oriental or whatever. Okay, I just don't get into all the acupuncture stuff. Of course, I'm a board-certified acupuncturist. I just don't do it anymore because it's based out of Taoism, which is yin-yang, fire and ice, and the whole nine, whole religious system thing. Anyway, so, yeah, if you get angry, um, you know that you're hitting the nail on the head. With the other things. Again, what you could do is up your purified water consumption, back off on the detox for a little bit, and um, it'll eventually pass. Uh, When you drink purified water, when you detox, it will flush the toxins out quicker and minimize negative emotions you're experiencing. So, I wanted to go into that because I recommend a lot of detoxing and people do it and a lot of times they feel terrible. And, you know, they're like, what are you, quack? Well, it's not like you're going to feel just wonderful right off the bat. But most people are used to taking drugs, which actually takes away the symptoms. A lot of things that you might do initially with a supplement protocol might make things worse. Not everything, but some things, particularly like detox. Or if you took the silver and you felt terrible, same thing. You're killing all the bad guys. Body has to get rid of it. And that process is not fun. So, these are things that are normal. Man, I'm running out of time here, but I'm going to have to go to part six here soon. Um, okay. I don't know if I have enough time for this. Let me just see here. Yeah, I think I've got time for one more. Uh, this one, my wife, bone growth question, a growth on a bone. My wife went to a doctor. She has a bone growth on her finger. The doctor said it might go away or she would have to have it cut out. It is painful for her to carry things around. Is there anything we can do? Avoid surgery, please. Now, they didn't get real specific with me, but I'm assuming this is some type of arthritic spur. Um, my response, if it is a calcium bone growth, you could put phosphood by standard process, which is just l- essentially liquid phosphorus, um, over the bone growth area. Now, you may be able to find it 
if you contact Standard Process directly, I give you a link for that. You can contact the country. Because this person was out of the country. I think he was in Australia. Um, I don't know where to get liquid phosphorus. I've tried to find alternatives for it so I could point people to it so they wouldn't have to get it through Standard Process, but I can't find it. There's other professional lines that carry it, but that's no better because you still have to get it from a health professional. So... Um, you could put liquid phosphorus over the bone growth and then apply a coat of DMSO, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you let this dry. DMSO is dimethyl sulfur oxide. It, you can find it in a lot of different health food stores. I would use 99% on this one. Uh, the reason is, is the area on the hand typically is not going to be sensitive to, and I give you a link here to the DMSO that I'm talking about. Um, you apply it right over the um, phosphate. It will drive the phosphorus right into that bone growth, that calcium, and phosphorus and calcium compete in the body. I believe the body tries to maintain a 10 to 1 ratio of calcium to phosphorus in the bloodstream, meaning 10 parts calcium, 1 part phosphorus. Maybe it's 2 to 10. I don't know. 1 to 5 or 1 to 10. It really is irrelevant. But... If you do that, it will literally, the phosphorus, the DMSO will take the phosphorus into the bone growth and literally start competing with the calcium there, okay, and start to break it down naturally. Uh, I've seen this work. I've had many patients tell me this, this stuff works on bone growths, um, amazingly. So it would be a good way to avoid surgery. Also, if you did ultrasound over the area, with the DMSO and the and the phosphorus, that would that would really be the quickest way. You can use that on heel spurs, and it's just they're gone. Like you wouldn't believe, but you have to have a doctor that's going to be willing to do that. And doctors, the problem with doctors, I should know, I am one, but I, I was always open to my patients. Pretty much, I think most doctors think they know it all. And if a patient goes in there and says, "I would really like to get this done," and he's not aware of it. He thinks you might be getting uppity, or he or she thinks you might be getting uppity, and they can't be told anything. And it's like, oh, please put the ego aside. Okay, you know, we all pull our pants up one leg at a time. I'm not better than anyone else. Okay, if I got what I deserve, I get death and hell. Okay, so I don't think I'm better than anybody else, just because I'm whatever. I got degrees and all this stuff, and, you know, so anyway... It, I dealt with it all the time with other dealing with other doctors and stuff, and uh, um, got to be humble. You got to be humble because a humble spirit, a humble person is teachable. If you're not humble, it can't be taught a whole lot. So anyway, let's go further. Um, yeah, you do this a couple times a day. You can use a hair dryer, like if you put the phosphorus over the bone growth and then the DMSO. Then you can use a little hair dryer to kind of make it dry quicker. Because the DMSO is a little bit tacky and, and it will dry, but it can take a little while. Um, you can do this a couple times a day till it's gone. I would use DMSO, this DMSO. I'm, I give you a link here. It's from Herbs Pro. It's the 99% stuff. Stuff's powerful. So be careful. On your hands, it's fine. But if you get it on any kind of sensitive area, at 99%, it can kind of burn you. And so be careful. You might want to use the 70% um, that they sell. Um, it'll work, it just takes longer. I like the 99 because, man, the stuff gets the job done. But um, I put on, I said this flat out works on any calcium-based bone growth or spur. 
Can you imagine if this one little thing, all the doctors were doing it, they would totally eliminate so many things in the medical profession from this one little tip I just gave that I believe God showed me. I'll give him the total credit and glory. You know, but there's no financial interest in this stuff. There's none. Not, not from a medical standpoint, at least. Chiropractors could do this. Easy. I just think most don't know. Um, you could take probably with three ultrasound treatments, a little bit of Fostood and DMSO, you could have people like totally cured of this stuff. But bone spurs, gross, not granted, if you've got them all up and down your spine and you're at stage three gen- degeneration, it's not just going to make your spine perfect. It would depend on the case and on the thing. Now, you can take some Fostood in juice as well, 30 drops a day to accelerate this process. Because if you're taking it internally and applying it externally, it'll work quicker. Foss food, though, just so you know, is not technically a long-term product. Um, it's something I cycle in and out. I'll do like 45 drops once a week. Um, it's really good for energy. But if you do it every day for energy, it doesn't work as well. It's one of those things you do it once in a while for energy. Um, unbelievable for taking tartar off your teeth. If you have tartar on your teeth, it's because your um, the that ratio of um, phosphorus to calcium in the bloodstream is out of range. Your blood is too thick with calcium. So what um, what happens is, is the calcium literally starts to precipitate out of the bloodstream, and in this case it actually forms tartar on your teeth. I can prove that because if you take the phos food and put it in a little bit of juice, if you have tartar on your teeth and you swish it around your mouth for about 45 seconds to a minute, your te- all the tartar will be gone. It's unbelievable it, the way it works. Now, I'm not saying it's, it's, a, it's a substitute for brushing or flossing or anything like that, but it's amazing. It will take all the tartar off your teeth. And they act like, well, tartar is just something that happens because you don't brush your teeth enough. No, it's actually not. And it's a sign you're low in phosphorus. It's, in fact, it's the number one most predictive indicator you're low in phosphorus is if you have tartar on your teeth. And nothing that I know works better than phosphorus. But again, you want to be a little careful because remember, phosphorus competes with calcium in the body. And what does that mean? That means that if you, if you did that every day on your teeth, you could literally start de, um, destroying the enamel on your teeth because your teeth are calcium. Okay, so be careful. This isn't something like you do forever. Okay, you do it until the problem's been fixed, or maybe you do it once a week, once like the tartar's under control. Okay, so bear that in mind. Fast food is not a long-term product, typically. Um, magnesium, if you took that internally, that would also help break down bone spurs, because magnesium also competes with calcium. Not as fiercely as phosphorus does, but it does compete with it. Okay, um, and all of these things are good for your bones. Magnesium, phosphorus... Calcium, they're all good for your bones. So, that's another thing. Okay, I'm totally out of time. I'm going to have to upload all this onto my computer and then come back and finish out the uh, health corner. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in part six.